On this week's episode of There'll Be Crossbows, John proves his alleged psychic ability by winning three straight rounds of rock, paper, scissors. James tries to play mind games with the cashier at Popeye's, but still pays full price for his sandwich. And they both learn the mystical art of moving objects with their hands. All this and more on There Will Be Crossbows, the long-distance improvised podcast. And the beastly horde approach the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. It's another episode of There Will Be Crossbows. Hey, look behind you. You see that thing there on that surface? That's right, I just moved it with my mind. Creepy, huh? Fits right in with this week's theme of telekinesis. Who knows what weird crap's gonna be moved around with our minds? Speaking of weird crap and moving things and minds, let's give James a call, shall we? Hey James, it's John. I was thinking of developing a new career path because, you know, I, I can't perform on stage anymore, so I need another way to make money. Why does it feel like every week you're changing your career? It's James. I think this week I want to be a banker. Last week it was James. I'm flying a plane. I think I'm a pilot now. The airline asked me never to return. That checks out. And so now I am stuck with this pilot uniform. And the only thing I can think to do with it is to become a stripper. I don't know too much about strippers. I have a suspicion you're not naturally a good fit for it. And I want to kind of ease into this softly because I hate letting you down. But strippers are usually very young. I mean, you're young, uh, but strippers are like in their 20s, you know? You know, I, I obviously can't compete with regular strippers, but... If I go in for niche stripping, I'm talking, I am a stripper for those people 85 years and older. I have always been very popular with older women. True story, I was a teenager performing at a variety show. Afterward, an old woman came up. She clamped her gnarled hands onto my arm and she looked into my eyes and she said, honey, you can park your boots under my bed anytime you want. And at that time, I had no idea what she was talking about. So I said, thank you, thank you. Many, many years later, it occurred to me what she was proposing. And it's That's, too bad because I would have been into it. You can get away with saying pretty much anything when you're old. Not a lot of people are going to listen to you, but you can say anything, especially if you're a little old lady, you can say whatever you want. One day I hope to be a little old lady just for that purpose. I want to say whatever I want and there be no consequences. If only you could have the outside appearance of a little old lady, but have the virile body of a young person. Because I'm virile as shit. Right. I mean, no, nobody is debating my viralitude. Nor should they. That's why I think I would be a great stripper for the elderly. Have you reached out to any nursing homes to check in about uh, what their policies are in bringing strippers in? I have. 
and universally they're all against it. That's ridiculous. Come on, it's 2020. If you can't have strippers go into nursing homes all willy-nilly. And I would be both willy and nilly. Willy-nilly, incidentally, would be a fairly good stripper name for you if you need one. I think this is a joint venture. I know you and I go into various business propositions all the time, but this one I think we've struck gold with. I'm going to open the nursing home. The first nursing home that openly accepts strippers every hour, on the hour, around the clock, 24-7 strippers for the old people who reside in my nursing home. Young people, too, if they want to live in the nursing home. I don't care. I'm not judgmental. Why don't younger people live in nursing homes? I think that would be a really fun way to live. I think a lot of young people have parents that kind of fulfill the role of what the nursing home staff does when you're an old person. So I think when you're an old person, you kind of revert back to being a child as far as having people take care of you. I've thought about this a lot. I'm very profound. Oh, I know you're profound. You're profound as shit. Nobody is debating your profundity, nor should they. Debatable profundity would be my stripper name. I love this. This is going to revolutionize the entire world. Also, it's going to make us a ton of money. Why has no one ever thought of doing this before? I mean, never before in the history of the world, as far as I am aware, has someone attempted to make money by exploiting other people's bodies or by taking advantage of the elderly. You know, we are entering a, a space I am unfamiliar with and really have no expertise in. So as a white dude, I should probably go ahead and do it anyway. All right, great. Okay, I'm going to start drawing up a business plan then. Don't get too far because by next week we'll have stumbled across a different business idea. But at least, yeah, send me some, some, send me some plans. That idea we're going to have next week, that's the one we should do. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Force Shield. Tired of bullies shoving you into your locker? We've all been there. It's time to step up your defense. Force Shield is a 3-in-1 defense system that you can install directly into your school locker. If a bully approaches, Phase 1 will initiate, emitting a loud siren. If the bully isn't deterred, Phase 2 kicks in, and your defense system will deploy the patented Force Shield inflatable barrier around your entire body. If the bully still keeps going, Phase 3 begins, and the flammable gases inside the Force Shield inflatable barrier will ignite, self-destructing the Force Shield system and destroying your locker, you, the bully, and everything else within a 100-foot radius. That's right, asshole. We just blew up the school. Who's the bully now? Force Shield. If it gets to Phase 3, we're all fucked. Step right up, step right up. I am Arthur the Magic Spoon Bender. I don't know if I should. These are my great-grandparents' silver set. Oh, now those spoons are especially difficult to bend. I can do them, but it'll run you about, uh, I'd say, $6 a piece. Oh, that's pretty steep. But how can I deny myself the experience of seeing this happen before my very eyes? Let's be honest, young man. You've been strolling around this carnival with a collection of your grandmother's spoons. What were you expecting to happen? You knew these were going to get bent at some point. Here, let me bend them. Let the magical author bend your spoons. Here you go. The smallest spoon in the collection and a $6 bill. Here you go. It has Ron Paul's picture on it. All right, the tiniest of spoons. I must focus on the object. I must clear my mind. And then I bend. There we are. Your spoon has been bent. That was amazing. 
and now it's ruined. I didn't even have to use my mind. My hands were sufficient. Some of these carnival barkers pretend they can bend spoons with their mind, but honestly, it's a bunch of malarkey. Can you bend it back into its original shape? Oh, sorry, I broke it. It's broken now. Across the midway there, there's a silver smelter that can take care of that for me. We go now to the silver smelter. Step right up, step right up. I'll smelt anything made of silver. I have a broken spoon that I need smelted. You went to Arthur, didn't you? That son of a bitch Arthur breaks everything he touches. Show me the spoon. Oh, this won't take me much time at all. Uh, it is very old, though, so I'm going to need the $6 instead of the normal 4 Okay, that's all right. Luckily, I have a supply of $6 bills. My girlfriend tried to tell me that taking my binder of currency to the fair would be a mistake, but it's paying off already. Here, take a look. Do you mind if I um, smelt the spoon in exchange for this $2.5 Wallace Shawn bill? Because I'd like to take this home and frame it. It's time for another segment of Crossbow University, which I regret to inform you will not be opening in the fall of 2020 or ever again. This week, we brought in a psychic scientist to break down telekinesis. I welcome to the show, Sylvester Thrakvarius. Hey there, James. Real good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So starting at the beginning of uh, the psychic ability of telekinesis, can you define telekinesis? What is that exactly? Because I didn't look it up before this interview. I can move things with my mind parts. For example, you feel that tweaking of your left nipple right now? That's totally my mind parts. So it's basically how they show it on the X-Men, or do they get it kind of wrong? On the X-Men, they show you that you have to be restrained with your powers and use them only for good. I think that's a load of hogwash. And I use them to annoy people that I hate and to tease people that I like. For example, you feel that little brushing against your bunghole right now? That's totally my mind parts. Gotcha, gotcha. That's really interesting. So you yourself purport to have uh, psychic abilities. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, I could tell you, but I'd rather show you. What do you think about that? Is that pleasurable or what? So if you wanted to rob a bank with your particular abilities, how, how would you go about doing it? Well, you feel that tickling at your prostate right now? That one that's becoming real hard to ignore? I would just do that or the equivalent of that to every person in the bank, and then I would just walk in while everyone's all distracted, like, with their prostatins. What if you want to kill somebody? What if you want to just straight up murder a person? How would you use it? I'm not saying you would, but this is all theoretical. I think it's really interesting for our students. Yeah, that's super easy. Killing someone? Are you kidding? Here, watch this. See that bird flying by? All you got to do is just stop its heart. Ah! See that? Done. Same thing with a person. Just as easy. If I wanted to, you know, theoretical lack. Wow, that's crazy. Professor, I can safely say, you blew my mind today. You just wait till I finish up with your prostate. Dear Marvel Comics, you haven't written back to me. This is my 12th letter, but I'm sure you all are busy. I hope that you can use all the drawings that I sent you. I'm very proud of them, they took several hours to do. We're all getting bored of Iron Man, Captain America, and Hulk. So I've made some new superheroes, and I've sent them to you in bulk. I designed about 50, so I'll remind you of the best. And then later on, we can talk about the rest. There was Wolfshark, the fish dog. He swims and he barks. He fights for the environment and cleans up national parks. Or the amazing 
Burrito Boy, he's wrapped in a giant tortilla. He's a top secret agent who's stationed in North Korea. There is Whisper, the quiet one. She never speaks a word, but she knows American Sign Language, so it's easy for her to be heard. There is Combusto, the Flamestorm. He's on fire all the time, but he's deeply empathetic, and he's soft on nonviolent crime. Okay, so those were the best. I'm happy to rank them for you. But now that we covered them, we should move on to Tier 2. Right out of the gate, there is Basilia the Herb Lady. She works at the farmer's market selling freshmint and rosemary. There's Garbager, the trash man. He has the power to remove your trash. He collects all the fun things that he finds and keeps them in a stash. And Nutsack, the squirrel thief who carries the acorn totem. But his name is unfortunate. It's synonymous with scrotum. The inanimate object, he looks like a desk. He functions like a desk. He's just a literal desk. I will admit I did work as hard on those, but feel free to tweak the names or give them some cooler clothes. Please write me back as soon as you've had the chance. I'm excited to hear what you think when you've had time to take a glance. A few, a years, few later, years later. A few years, a few years later. later. I still have not heard back from you. It's been a couple years. I've had a couple girlfriends and I'm now aged 14 years. I've had some time to come up with some new heroes. I'll give you my list of ideas. Hope you will use some of those. There's the Fairyland Avenger, the Duke of Dubai, the Sultana of Sweden. She only has one eye. The Whitman's assortment surrounds you with the chocolate shell and you slowly turn to nougat. It is almost literal hell. I haven't had much time to create since my parents died, but making heroes I'm good at. It's a source of pride. My counselor tells me it's a healthy coping skill to make heroes that save people and not villains that kill. How about the decomposer? He looks and smells real bad. He's rotting more every day, just like my mom and dad. There's Saltine. He's boring. The goner, literally gone. I hope you create some of these, or at least even one. A couple of my new favorites. Get ready, here they come. The washerwoman, the insect, the human stick of gum, Misty, Dave, and Sparrow Agnew, and the amazing silver knife, and the enigmatic controller can bring parents back to life. So Marvel Comics, there you go. I hope you're doing fine. I love reading about heroes since I lost both of mine. At long last, I have created gold. I've created gold out of nothing. My God, Master, you've finally done it. They said it couldn't be done, but you've solved it. You're the greatest alchemist of all time. <laughs> I'll be rich! I thought you said the reason we're making gold was advanced science, not for personal gain. We can do both! Because if you can make gold, you can make anything. It's just a matter of rearranging the atoms. If you need aluminum, you can make that. If you need argon, you can make that. Who needs argon, Master? That's ridiculous. What is it even used for? Argon is used in a wide variety of industrial applications. It's the 1500s, Master. Industrial applications are very few right now. It's a noble gas. It doesn't react with any other element. So it's very useful when you need an environment where you need to limit chemical reactions. That sounds plausible. And my knowledge of science is too poor to debate you. That's why I'm the scientist.
let's go into my argon chamber, please. This way. Well, this is quite a door we have on here. Well, you can't just have a normal door if you have an argon chamber. The argon will escape. Are you going to have a normal door if you have a gold room? No, you're going to have a golden door. Otherwise, how are people going to know what kind of room you're about to go into? That makes sense. I'm sorry for doubting you. So do I just step through this wavy field and then we'll be in the room? Look, have you ever tried to breathe argon before? One time, but we don't need to talk about it. Fine, I'll tell you the story. It was my seventh birthday and my brother gave me a balloon. But unlike the other balloons, this one wasn't going up in the air, it was down on the ground. And I said, well, what's wrong with that balloon? He's like, well, it's, it's argon in there. Argon is heavier than, than air, so it sinks. And I said, well, what kind of bullshit balloon is that? That's, that's not very happy. It looks pathetic. And he said, you're pathetic. So I, so I bit into the balloon and ingested all of the argon. I was sick for days. Later, argon killed my parents. That's very sad. You know, I'm not even going to take you into the argon room. No, no, I, I would like to see it. I want to move past my, my fear of argon. Just because I have so much argon-related trauma is no reason not to experience new things. I'd like to see it, please. Behold, the glow of argon. I'm being electrocuted. Good. Now I can dip his body in my gold-making machine. This episode of There'll Be Crossbows is brought to you by Mind Movers. Mind Movers, moving your mind. When your mind is in one place and you want it in another, we'll take it out of your head and move it into your brother. Mind movers, moving your mind. If you want a lobe removed or a hemisphere switch, call mind movers and we'll scratch that itch. Mind, 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 move, 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 mind movers. Move in your mind. Hey everybody, this is James here with an Amazon product review. This week John sent me the Azure Green Telekinetic Enhancer. This is a metal device. It looks kind of like a small lawn dart. And apparently the point of this product is that you can practice your telekinetic ability by trying to move this object and spin it around with your mind. I don't have very strong telekinetic ability. I tried to get this product to work by staring at it, putting two fingers on each of my temples, and sending all of my mental energy directly into this object, hoping that it would spin. It did not spin. I spent three hours and it did not spin. I was very hungry, but I kept with it, but it did not spin. Well, listeners, what do you think? I could call it here and give this product one star, or I could be creative. Okay, the whole purpose of this object is that it was movable with your mind, but it's not moving. What could I use this object for? which would take advantage of the fact that it does not move. Well, I happen to have a door that swings shut on its own, and I needed some way to hold it open. I put the telekinetic enhancer in front of my door, therefore making it so it can't close. It was just heavy enough to hold the door's weight. I think I've stumbled across something kind of incredible. I don't think anybody has thought of this product, a stationary heavy object that can hold open a door. I think I'm going to make millions off this by selling my own spin on the telekinetic enhancer. I've got some venture capitalists to talk to about my new company, so I've got to call the review here. There's an old stereo for sale. It's only $5. We can play some eight tracks.
Oh, that looks kind of fun. Yeah, we could get out dad's old eight tracks and play them. That would be fun. The man looks kind of strange. I want to ask him about price, but why is he wearing a cloak? Don't let these people intimidate you. It's just, they're just wanting to get rid of the stuff. So they're willing to negotiate. Uh, excuse me, sir. We were wanting to ask you about this here uh, stereo. Yeah, step forward. I shall answer the questions that you have about my objects for sale. No, I think you might have been right about this. Uh, yeah, he's creepier than I thought he was going to be. I don't, I thought you had a question for me. Okay, question number one. How many of these objects are cursed? <laughs> Six. Honey, I think we should go. Pick the wrong object. Live with the consequences. <laughs> Okay, so I've been to these kinds of garage sales before. If there are cursed items, there are also blessed items that are going to be awesome for us to buy. Honey, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Yes, 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 of course. Some of these have been blessed by the dark god of the yard sales, Hippococulus. Did he say Hippococulus? It's the god of the yard sale, of course. Yes. It is up to you to determine which objects have been blessed by Hippococulus and which shall curse you to living damnation. Honey, I don't really think it's worth There's nothing here that probably is worth that sort of choice. I don't like gambling. Last month when we went to that sale where they had all that excess plumbing equipment, some of those items had been blessed by Hippococulus's brother, Bolococculus. And that worked out super well for us. We have a self-cleaning toilet now. Our whole plumbing situation has drastically improved since that yard sale, so I guess it is worth a shot. If you think this would enhance our living room in the same way, we can try to buy that stereo. We're buying that stereo. Oh, the stereo? Very well. I hope you don't regret your decision. <laughs> that will be $6, or two and a half, in the case that you have a Wallace Shawn bill. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd love to pay with this Wallace Shawn bill. Very well. I shall accept this in exchange for the stereo. No takebacks. <laughs> that evening, in front of the stereo. Can we play my old Smash Mouth 8-track? They were the only band doing 8-tracks still in the 90s, and I just really want to remember what, what that sounded like. All right, let's plug it in. You have just unleashed the wrath of Hippococulus. How dare you put shitty music into my blessed stereo player. I'm not quite following the plot, so it was a blessed item, but Hippococlus is mad because we tried to play Smash Mouth? Rightfully so, yes. I'm sorry if that was unclear the first time. He's reversed the polarity of the blessing. It's now a cursed item. The cursed 8-track player is playing the Smash Mouth 8-track. Swift tracks! Only Smash Mouth. That is the curse of Hippococulus. I'll shoot you first if you shoot me next. Let me go get the gun we purchased at that garage sale two weeks ago. Here's an Amazon product review. This week, James sent me the book called Telekinesis for Beginners, The Ultimate Guide to Moving Objects and Unleashing the Full Potential of Your Mind. Do not buy this product. It did wake up something within my mind. 
As I put the book down and I glanced around the room, I noticed that every time I moved my head or moved my eyeballs, the objects around me would shiver or quake a little bit. As I concentrated more, things started to scoot across surfaces. I accidentally knocked a water glass off a table. As I practiced more concentrating, even without meaning to, I knocked the pictures off my walls. Every casual movement of my hand or muscle twitch would cause something around me to shake or fall. Within the space of one hour, I was knocking holes in walls and shattering windows just by looking at them. I had no control. I went back to the book, but the book was no help. This is just a guide for beginners. It did not give me the information I needed for more advanced stifling of these abilities. So I immediately bought the sequel, but it's back ordered and I have to wait two weeks for it to arrive. So what I'm doing right now is I'm sitting right in the middle of a half mile wide crater that used to be my neighborhood. I couldn't control it. I destroyed everything. I maimed a toddler. I just have to hope to hell that the Amazon delivery person arrives while I'm sleeping so I don't accidentally eviscerate him like I did the mailman. There are bits of mailman in my hair. I can see all the way to the bottom of the river. It's so clear. The water's so clear. I could almost just reach out and grab the fish swimming by. I'd be careful. They are piranhas. But if you I could harness them. Harness the power of the piranhas? I would be unstoppable. I just wanted to go fishing. I just wanted to have a normal, nice day on the water. You are the one that brought us to the Amazon. We could have fished in any river, but you're like, no, let's, let's head up the Amazon. It's 20 minutes from our house. What, we're supposed to drive all the way across the world to go to some foreign river? By the way, we live in South America. Well, yes, of course I know we go. I mean, where else would you find the Amazon? That's, I mean, also, you and I are dating. We've been dating for five years. We can go ahead and just say that out loud, too, as long as we're stating obvious things. Right, why don't we get all the clunky exposition out of the way? You cheated on me once three years ago, as you know, with my sister, but we don't need to talk about that. Because, as you know, we've had a lot of things go wrong in our lives. From the early times when you were an orphan and my dad hit me, to today, where I have a substance abuse problem and you say the C word on occasion. And we try to escape all of that with periodic fishing journeys to nearby tributaries of the Amazon, but never the Amazon itself. By the way, the new glasses that you just purchased look very good on your round face. They make your brown hair and blue eyes really pop. Why, thank you so much. When I purchased them from Wink Eyewear for only $79.95 plus tax, I thought to myself, these are going to improve my overall appearance and make me more attractive to others, including my longtime boyfriend. We go to a meeting room uh, in the Wink Eyewear company. Look, employees, watching this commercial, I just feel like I've got to let go of the writing team because you guys really botched this one. You guys don't know how to write exposition in a graceful way. Also, we don't need that much exposition. It's a commercial for eyewear. Uh, also, you all spent our entire marketing budget for the year shooting on location in the Amazon. Also, HRs informed us four actors were eaten by piranhas in the filming of this commercial. The actors at the beginning of the commercial and the actors at the end of the commercial, they're playing the same characters, but they're not the same people, and it's obvious. It was the most choppy, unfocused piece of storytelling that I've ever seen. Um, sorry? That's all you have to say for yourself? It sounded sincere, Ted. Fine, fine. Release the damn commercial, but you guys need to step it up next week.
the following week. Here we are in the Kalahari Desert. Kalahari. I prefer calamari. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little joke. I'm the funny one. And I'm the cute one. Let's take off our shirts. Speaking of calamari, that's about the same size as these glasses I got from Wink Eyewear. Wow. Wish I had some. Wow, they just appeared on my face when I said that. I'm ascending into heaven like an angel, because that's how beautiful I am. We go back to the meeting room. You know, it was better this week, guys. It was a lot better. The exposition was trimmed down a bit. We've been getting some complaints of the religious connotation of the person ascending into heaven at the end. That's actually going to offend a lot of our, our viewers. Ted, I hate these fellas. I hate them. I want to murder them. Like, literally murder them. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, we tried our best. You didn't like the one last week. We made some adjustments. We tried again this week. We're just doing our jobs. We told you you blew all of the marketing budget. And what do you do? You go on location in the Kalahari. Smith, let's give them one more week. Let's give them one more chance to nail this one. If they fuck up this next commercial, we will publicly execute them all. We'll publicly execute the entire writing team. The following week on the moon of Ganymede. As you know, this is space. That's all for today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to James. Special thanks to the composer of our theme song, Ben Layton. Hopefully now you have enough information to be able to go out into the world and move things with your own mind. And just remember, if things are moving around and you don't know how it's happening, look around because James and I are in your house right now. Feel free to reach out to us at therewillbecrossbows at gmail.com. Leave us a message on Facebook or the Twitter. Or if you need an address for a carrier pigeon, we accept those as well. Thanks! We'll see you again next time on There Will Be Crossbows.